Welcome to the King's Church Podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. Uh, today, uh, as, as I mentioned to you before, uh, today is Breakthrough Offering Sunday. And so basically, we receive an offering every year believing for breakthrough in people's lives. Now, we use that to honour all our missions commitments uh, that we have, but it's, I don't call it a missions offering because really that's the byproduct of what we're doing, but really what we're believing for is that people will receive breakthrough in their lives as a result of giving. And so today I'm going to take a small departure from our regular series. Our regular has been talking about songs of ascent and I'm going to just um, I'm just going to um, you know take a departure from that today and I want to share with you a message from 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 uh, verses 6 to 14. 2nd Corinthians 9 6 to 14 and it says this but this I say he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully so let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men and by their prayer for you who long for you because the exceeding grace of God in you. Title of my message today is This is Why We Give. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I just ask and pray, Lord, help us to see this topic with your eyes. I thank you and praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Corinthians was written by the Apostle Paul, and he's writing it to the Corinthian church. And here in Second Corinthians chapter 9, he's talking to them about an offering and about an act of generosity that he's about to receive that's going to be distributed. And so he talks to them about why it's good for them to give. Notice there it talks about, you know, sowing and reaping. He who sows generously will reap generously. That's actually a farming term, talking about seed time and harvest. But he's not actually referencing farming there. He's actually talking about giving, and he's talking about the kingdom principle of giving. Interestingly enough, this is not the first time he's talked to the Corinthians about giving. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 16, he talks to them about giving as well. So notice this, he writes to the same people and talks about the same topic of giving. So what does that tell me? It tells me it's something that we need to hear more than once. It tells me that it's okay to talk about it from time to time. And I believe one of the major reasons for that is because God's principle of the kingdom principle of giving is completely diametrically opposite to how the world thinks about finance and about giving. And so we need to be continually reminded 
God's way, kingdom thinking regarding this topic of giving. And here in this passage of scripture, it's one of the greatest ones uh, all through the Bible about why it's important for us to give or some uh, different facets around this topic of Christian generosity and giving. And I thought I'd share this with you today as we prepare over the next season, over the next few weeks, for people to uh, pray and consider what God would have them to give in the breakthrough offering that we're receiving right now. So today I want to talk to you about six reasons why we give or six things about giving. The first thing is this. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. The first thing about giving is that giving is a principle. It's a principle. It's a principle in the Word of God. The Apostle Paul is saying, right here in this passage of Scripture, he's likening it to sowing and reaping. So he is saying that when you give to the kingdom of God, eventually you will receive a harvest in return. Now, this is diametrically opposed to how the world thinks. world thinks that when you give, you're discarding and it's never going to be coming around again. But that's not what the word of God says here. The word of God, the apostle Paul is saying that as we give, eventually it's a principle we will reap eventually as well. A number of years ago, I was preaching... Uh, out at a country town called Warwick uh, in southwest Queensland. And uh, I was going to this church and the senior pastor said to me, he said, Ben, when you come, could you do a message about giving? And I said, okay, no worries. And so I shared a message there about the importance of giving and what it does and that sort of thing. And then after the service, an elderly, elderly lady came up to me and she was shaking her finger at me. And I thought, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, this lady's obviously upset with me about something I've said. And so she comes up to me and she said, listen here, young man. She said, I've been a Christian for many years, but I've only been a Pentecostal Christian for the last few years. And she said, it was only when I became a Pentecostal, Pentecostal that I learnt about this principle of giving and receiving and she said I wished I had have learnt this many many years ago so she said you listen to me young man you make sure that wherever you go you tell people it's better to give than it is to receive so as someone who always does what their elders tell them I'm here today to let you know that what she said is giving is a principle. It's a principle in the Word of God. That's why the Bible says in uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, it says the generous man will prosper. It's a principle. It's saying that the generous man will prosper. The power of your prosperity is actually within your hands, the generous man. Notice this, it doesn't say the businessman will prosper. It doesn't say the professional sportsman will prosper doesn't say the man who marries Kim Kardashian, <laughs> I heard she's available, <laughs> will prosper. It's actually saying the generous man will prosper. What's it saying? It's a principle. The power is within our hands. There was a video offering message that we did a couple of weeks ago and, and I referenced the book. Oh, I didn't say the name, but there was a guy by the name of Larry Wingett uh, and he's known as the pit bull of personal development. Uh, and so he wrote one book called, it's called, and the, the title of the book was, it's called Work for a Reason. And I was thinking of going through that with my staff, actually. Uh, and then he wrote this other book, 
and this book was called uh, You're Broke Because You Want to Be, right? And basically, he takes people who are in financial difficulty, people who are close to bankruptcy, and he helps them to get back on track. And he's completely ruthless with them. I mean, he gets, you know, he's trying to help them to avoid bankruptcy, and so he's going, doing a budget with them. He's telling them if they have to, sell your furniture, you know, get rid of all your gym memberships, get rid of all this, do whatever you can to get back on track financially. Don't eat out, eat at home, all that sort of stuff. And he is ruthless with them. And he gives them a, uh, and he gives them a budget for them to follow and things to fill out. So they've got to fill out how much they're spending on electricity, how much they're spending on groceries, all that sort of thing, car repayments, whatever it is. And then he actually has in this budget, secular man, not a Christian. In this budget, he actually writes down 10% giving slash tithe. And and he said, people always ask me why I say it's important for people to give away 10%. He said, I'm not a religious man and I'm not a Christian. He said, but all I know is this, that when you give away at least 10% of what you earn, you end up being better off. Yeah, and this is the guy who doesn't even believe in God. Why? Because giving is a principle in the word of God. The second reason uh, why we give, says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart. So let. The second reason why we give is that giving is a privilege. Notice this. It doesn't say, so make, so force. It says, no, no, so let. The word let's really powerful there. It actually means that God gives us the opportunity to worship him in this way. It's actually a blessing and an honour. That's what let means. Um, my wife Trisha is with me today and as you could probably tell uh, she's a foxy mama and um, we've known each other now for about 24 years uh, something like that and, and when we, we first met at Bible College actually and she had a number of boys that were actually very interested in her uh, and so I remember one time uh, a guy slid a note under her dorm door and said, you know, hey, Trish, you know, I just had this feeling, this thought, we really connect well together, you know, what do you think, you and I, that sort of thing. Uh, there was two other guys in the Bible college that I know actually had a stand-up argument in the dorm room, arguing over who would go out with Trish. I remember another time I was in the dining room and a, my mate right in front of me asked Trish to go on a date with him. There's lots of guys at our Bible college that would have loved to have Trish let them take her out. But she didn't let them. She let me. Because <laughs> it's a privilege. God lets us give to him. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, darling. Uh, God lets us, think about it, that I could do something that would bless Almighty God, that I could do something that would please Him in this way. It's a great honour and opportunity. If you're going to meet someone who was, you know, of royalty or something like that, so often you would take a gift and that sort of thing. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was a baby, there was actually three wise men that came and brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. That's what you do when you get the opportunity to stand before greatness. How much more for us that when we come before Almighty God, that we could do something that would bless His holy name, that we could do something that would honour Him, that we could do something that we know honours Him. What's why 
we give because giving is a privilege. The fact that he would provide for me and I would have something to give. So many parts of the world, people don't have hardly anything to give. The fact that I've got the opportunity and am blessed and know Almighty God, it is an incredible privilege. That's why it says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Because giving is a privilege. You know, it's interesting, you know, that I don't know about you, but there's been times when I felt God speak to me about giving a certain amount somewhere. And, and what I've learned is that he doesn't ask my permission about it. You know, I love the story about when Jesus is going to go into Jerusalem riding on a colt. And so he goes and sends his serv- he sends the disciples in. He says, go into Jerusalem, take this corner, go left here, go right here. You'll find a colt that hasn't been ridden yet. I want you to take it. And if anyone asks what you're doing with it, then just tell them the Lord needs it. Have you ever come home? Someone's trying to jimmy open your car. What are you doing? The Lord needs it. (laughs) Basically, if you think about it, Jesus is almost telling them to steal. (laughs) But he can't steal because he owns everything. (laughs) And the fact that this person had the opportunity... To allow their cult to be used by the Lord is absolutely incredible. Giving is a privilege. The third thing about giving is this, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So he loves the attitude, but he also loves the act. Notice this, he doesn't say, for God loves a cheerful person. I'm just <laughs> I'm going to worship him with my cheerfulness. <laughs> That's not what it actually says there. It doesn't say God loves a cheerful person. It says God loves a cheerful giver. If you look at the New Testament, so often generosity and giving was part of the keys and one of the fundamental principles of the early church life. Malachi chapter 3, not the part you think I'm going to talk about, but Malachi chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 is very interesting. So Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. And the famous part is Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 where it says, bring all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. But if you read verses 1 to 4, it's very interesting. He says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. That's talking about John the Baptist. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come. That's talking about Jesus. And then it says, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? He will be like a refiner's fire or laundress soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites, refine them like gold and silver. And then it says this, then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. Watch this. So this is a prophecy about New Testament living. This is us in Malachi chapter 4 verses 1 to 4. And it says this, that when we come, he's looking for us that after John the Baptist comes and after Jesus comes, then God's people will still give him gifts and be generous, but they'll do it with a righteous attitude. They'll do it with a godly attitude. That is what he's saying. Why? Because when we give, it's actually an act of worship. It is pleasing to God. One of the funny passages of Scripture in the New Testament talks about when Jesus, and this, if you want to talk about what Jesus is like, people say, oh, I just want to be like Jesus. Well, this is what Jesus did. He stood by the treasury in the temple as people were bringing their offerings. And he looked at it. 
How rude. Wasn't like he passed the offering bucket around like this, not wanting to look. He's standing right there as people come and bring their offerings in. And he's seeing what they give. And some rich people came and they put a large amount in. And he's looking at it. He can tell. And then an elderly lady came and she only brought in a couple of coins. She put that offering in. And Jesus just cut sick. He was so he goes, he couldn't believe it. He's called his disciples over. And he said, This woman, she gave more than everyone else. Why? Because she didn't give out of her abundance. She gave everything that she had to give. And that pleased him. And I thought about it. I thought, okay, Lord, all these other guys gave a lot more. What she gave didn't make any difference. Why didn't you give her the money back? Come on, Jesus. You know that she needed it. You know that's all that she had to live on. Why didn't you give her the... I could imagine it in the local paper. Jesus takes widow's last coin (laughs) and doesn't return it. Well, there's obviously one of two reasons for why he didn't return it. Number one, he wanted her to die. Probably not. Or option two, he knew that even though she was going to give everything, God will still take care of her. When we give, it's an act of worship. It's actually pleasing to God. The fourth thing about giving is this. Giving prompts God. Prompts God. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So watch this. He says, as we give, then God responds and releases grace towards us. And the context of that scripture is that God will actually release more provision. So watch this. Giving can actually cause a response from God. Just like praying and fasting and other spiritual disciplines, generosity is something that causes God uh, to respond. You know, I love this passage of scripture. It's found in Acts chapter 10. It tells about a man by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius is a soldier in the Italian regiment. So what that means is that he's actually not Jewish. And the Bible says that he was always generous to the poor and that he would pray to God, but he wasn't actually a Christian. And then one day as he was praying, an angel came down and appeared to him. And the angel said to him, Cornelius... God has heard your prayers and seen your arms. And as a result of that, he received a great breakthrough. He went and got Simon Peter. The Holy Spirit fell upon them. His whole family got saved. But notice this, the angel came as a result. I remember thinking to myself, that's not fair. How come he got an angel? I've never seen an angel before. Well, I did once and then I married her. But other than that... I hadn't seen. But the angel said, God has heard your prayers and seen your arms. And I thought, well, that's not fair either. Does that mean you've got to have... Benny, can you stand up for a second? (laughs) Show us your arms. (laughs) It's okay, just kidding. Dan was jealous. He thought I'd say him up the back there. But the arms it's not talking about is not arms, A-L-M-S. 
So that's actually talking about gifts to the poor. So watch this. He received a breakthrough because of prayer and generosity. That's why we call it Breakthrough Sunday, Breakthrough Offering. Because just like prayer and just like fasting, God can respond. He responds to our sacrifice and he responds to our generosity. The fifth thing is this about giving. 2 Corinthians 9.10 Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. A couple of weeks ago, you may have remembered I talked a little bit about out of this verse. I talked about how everything God gives us, he doesn't intend us to keep all of it. Part of it is seed for sowing and part of it is bread for food. Part of it is supposed to be given away and part of it is to be consumed on our own needs. It doesn't say that you have to give everything away, but it does say that we're not supposed to keep every single part of it. It's part of the habit of a Christian life. Even Jesus had this habit. Um, a number of years ago, uh, I think I told you the story about when I used to work at a Christian bookstore called Word Bookstore. And, uh, and I learnt, you know, you have a bit of shop talk and, you know, they talk about the industry. And, and I found out at the time what the most stolen item in Christian bookstores was around the world. And the most stolen item was a thing called WWJD bracelets. You remember them? So they have bracelets on it, said WWJD, uh, and which stands for What Would Jesus Do? <laughs> so <laughs> people would, around the, people around the world were walking around with WWJD bracelets that they flogged from their local Christian bookstore. <laughs> now, I don't know everything Jesus would do, but I don't think... He would actually do that. But the principle is right. We're supposed to be Christ-like. Interestingly enough, at the Last Supper, Jesus was identifying that Judas is the one who's going to betray him. But he didn't tell everyone. He just told John. And then Jesus, and then he said to John, the one who dips the bread in the cup is the one that's going to betray me. And then Judas got up and left. And Jesus said, what you do, do quickly. The other disciples didn't hear that. And they assumed, they thought, it tells us in Scripture, they thought that Judas was going to give money away. Why would they think that Judas was going to give money away? Because it was clearly a habit of Jesus's. That literally, generosity was part of what he did. And it was obviously so common and so normal for him to do that, that when Judas just simply got up and walked out, the rest of the disciples, other than John, assumed that he was going to give away money. If you want to know what Jesus would do, then clearly generosity is actually one of those things. Generosity is an expected priority of Christians, just like any other spiritual discipline, things like prayer, things like spending time in God's word, things like fasting, things like being part of a body of believers, all those we understand are fundamental uh, principles of being a Christian. But one of, another thing that's right, all part of that is actually being generous. Almost every New Testament letter refers to generosity. They're raising money to go to something or to somewhere. It's part and parcel and expected of the Christian life. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6, so let each one give 
what you determine in your heart to give, not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I've heard some people say, well, you can't use that scripture. He goes, you know, see, if you don't want to give, you don't have to. Because God, you know, you don't give under compulsion. If you don't feel like giving, you don't have to. But actually, you can't use that scripture to justify that. Because he says, so, let each one give. (laughs) You're all going to (laughs) give. He says, but you're determined by what's in your heart. Not your head. All we're asking people is to do is this, to go away and pray. Seek God. God, what would you... We're not taking pledges. It's not like we're taking pledges and following people up or anything like that. Yes, it's going to honour our missions commitments, but it's more than that. We're actually believing that God, people will experience breakthrough in their lives. Amen? Amen. It's an expected part of the Christian life. And the sixth thing is this. Verse 12, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 12. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. Sixth reason why we give is giving is a way we partner with God. Have you ever said, God, I want you to use me? Lord, use me? Well, one of the ways he can use us is actually by being a source of provision for other people. Luke 6.38 says this, Give and be given back to you, pressed down and shaken together while running, running over. King James Version says, Will men pour into your lap? If you're like me, you think, okay, if I give, God's going to give back to me, pressed down, shaken together and running over. But who is it that God uses to pour into my lap? Other people. Have you ever been one of those guys that God has used to be a source of supply for somebody else? When I was at Bible college, um, I was behind on my fees. So far behind, I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to pay my fees. And so I made a deal with God. You've got to be careful when you make a deal with God. And, but I made a deal with God and I said, Lord, any gift I get of $100 or more, I will give 10% to my church. I'll put 40% off my fees and I'll give 50% away. Because I thought, that's a better deal than I was having at the time. And at the time, I was receiving you know, money coming in from different areas. Anyway, one time some money came in and I knew I had to give away a couple of hundred dollars. So I was praying about who I should give it to and then I had a friend of mine, he's a Tongan guy, he's another Bible college student, his name was Fatani. And Fatani lived around the corner in one of the dorms. And I just thought God say, put it in the envelope, just slip it under his door. Didn't say who it was from. And so I go in, one night I'm hanging out with Fatani in his room. Now, he was married and our Bible college was live-in. So he left his family behind to come to Bible college. And so he obviously had a lot of bills, but he was just believing God to supply for him. And so we're talking and he's kind of, you know, really outgoing and, you know, that sort of thing and very theatrical. And, and he was really passionate about Reinhard Bonnke, actually. And so he would talk like Reinhard Bonnke a bit. And, you know, he'd call me Brother Ben and all that sort of thing. And, and then he says, Brother Ben, he said, you know, that I came to Bible college and I said, God, you have to provide for me. And then last week, my wife sent me this bill, electricity, and I could not pay it. And he showed me the bill. And he said, but just the other day, I come home and there's an envelope under my door with the exact amount I needed for the bill. God has provided for me. And I thought to myself, that wasn't God. That was me. But it was God. Have you ever been one of those people? 
So often we think about ourselves, but what could God do? That's why one of the reasons we do this and one of the reasons why I wanted to go to missions because I know it's going to be an answer to prayer. Right now there's a couple of missions organisations that are really feeling the pinch. One in India at Hyderabad, another one in Uganda. Trishel at Uganda right now, we just found out today, she's got malaria. And they're in a six-week lockdown there. And in India, as you know, what's happened, India is going crazy. And a lot of their international support has dried up. And I just thought to myself, we already have a commitment that we're going to honour them. But I'm believing and hoping that we can actually exceed that. And we can be the answer to somebody else's prayers. Amen? When you give and when you're generous, you're an answer to somebody else's prayer. God can use you to supply the needs of other people. And that is why we give. So often we say, God, use me. I want you to use me. And somehow we think it means grabbing a microphone and standing up in front of other people. But I want to let you know, before you do any of that sort of stuff, God can use you as you are generous towards others. You'll be amazed at how God can use you to be the source of supply for somebody else. Amen? And that is why we give. Not only do we believe that as we give, that God will produce and respond and release grace to us and can produce miracles. But we also know that God will use that to be a source of supply and a blessing to others. God has called us to be the head and not the tail. Bible tells us in the book of Acts, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And God can use us mightily to be a source of supply, to be used by him to be a source of supply to other people. Amen? That is why we give. And today, we are opening up our breakthrough offering. It will remain open for the next few weeks. And the reason why we do that is because it's actually, this is the one offering that we want. Oh, so we do another one later for the care arm, but it's one of the few offerings we do which is tax deductible. And so we do it at this time of year, and, and it can go over into July as well because a number of people in our church want to give in such a way that they receive a tax deduction. And so, and so it's open today, but we know there are some people that are waiting. I had some people say to me today, they said, Ben, I'm waiting till July because I want it for next year and that sort of thing. I said, hey, that's between you and God. It's, it's no problem at all. But all we ask is that you pray, seek God about what he would have you to give. And we believe that God will use it to supply the need of others. But I believe that it's going to open up breakthrough in people's lives as well. And so you've got an envelope there. You can take that home with you. You can pray about it. If you want to give it tonight, you can. Down the back, we have these boxes or letterbox things, and you can actually fill it out and place that in there. If you want to receive a tax deduction, then you need to put your details there so that we can actually send you a receipt. There's pens over there as well. But if you want to pray about it, come back sometime over the next couple of weeks. You can bring that envelope. Just put it in at the Hello Hub anytime you want and just designate it, for, uh, designate it to go towards the breakthrough offering. You can do that as well. But maybe you're here, and I know that across our church, there are some people that have already been praying about what they should give and God's spoken to them, it's for something in particular. It's for a particular breakthrough. And maybe some of you here today, that's, that's you as well. So can I just get you to close your eyes for a moment? And, and if you're here and you're saying, Ben, that's me, I, I feel God speak to me about what I'm giving for, the breakthrough I'm believing for. If that is you right where you are, I encourage you to slip up your hand right now 
and say, that's me. I, I know uh, God has spoken to me about the breakthrough that I'm believing for with this breakthrough offering. So if that's you, just slip up your hand, I'm going to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for those people with their hands raised. And I thank you, Lord, for the breakthroughs that are going to come to pass in their life. I thank you, Lord, as I take this step of faith, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to release all grace abounding back towards them. I thank you and praise you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. And I believe for breakthroughs and miracles in every person's life. I thank you and praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, would you stand to your feet? We're going to sing yes and amen. You know, the promises of God are yes, and the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So what that means is this. In Christ, the promises of God are available, but they're available to people who believe. I think we've got some believers in the house here tonight, some people who believe that God will release and provide breakthroughs and miracles for them. Let's praise and worship God. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.